That's all we say. So, a little, little different this time around. I wanted to do something a little differently. Uh, we're doing like the, the, the pre-roll pre-show is, I don't know what to call it, but you know, that's what I'm going with. I also didn't turn on my lights because I'm an idiot. It's fine. Right, we're, I'm going to, I'm going to end up turning them off anyway for, for what we're doing afterwards. But, uh, yeah, so just, so I was thinking for this, we could talk about what we're going to talk about in the thing, but I feel like we already did that. So what's the point of that? Yeah. Um, but one of the things we were talking about when we started that, uh, was how garbage YouTube's trending page is. <laughs> I mean, you even said it yourself. It it it's just the worst. Oh, it's so bad. It's it's so bad. It's all clickbaity shit. All it is the absolute worst. There was a video. What was it called? Like, why hexagons are the best shape on yeah. the trending page. Also, if you go under gaming right now, I think I counted last night uh, that. Uh, there was like eight of the, of the 30 videos it shows you because it shows you 30 videos. Um, of those 30 videos, I think I counted eight of them as Fortnite videos, seven or six uh, Roblox videos. There was one PewDiePie video that was just like a vlog, which he technically isn't gaming, but he's a gaming channel, so I guess it makes sense. And it's, it's, it's a little different, and I think there was like... F- three or four Minecraft videos, and I'm like, is this really the best that gaming has to offer? Like, you cannot tell me these are the... This uh, is the like, worst. Like, is, are these really the highest viewed videos of, in like, especially for, like, gaming and stuff like that? It, it, it's all the channels that they that I feel like YouTube wants to promote because they're family-friendly content because they don't probably don't swear or they bleep the swears or whatever, and I'm just like, it's the algorithm just taking over. Oh, good. Now there's a Jacksepticeye, there's a Jacksepticeye uh, Among Us video. We got Among Us, Among Us. Jacksepticeye is near the top. Yes. I'm not sure why he hasn't hit even had a million views on that yet. I guess because it's Jacksepticeye, but... Yeah. Is this a family channel? Are you fucking kidding me? Is Jacksepticeye considered a family channel? No. Uh, there's this family channel Roblox thing. Right underneath it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw all this yesterday, and I was just like, it looks like garbage. But, funny enough, if you go on to the thing and you click on the fashion and beauty one, there's this whole layout for it and everything like that. What's up, Slap the, slap the Bacon? Uh, yeah, you, did you hear Roblox? You did. Because uh, we're talking about how garbage the uh, trending page is for YouTube right now, because... I had a, I had like a whole thirty minute rant with it my with my with my brother about it, <laughs> but uh, if you go onto the fashion and like trending or in beauty page, it it has it like listed into different sections and stuff like that, and I'm like, man, if YouTube could put this much effort into into fashion and beauty, imagine what they did if they put this amount of effort into their platform. <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. Why why is there so much Roblox content? Because Roblox? No, it, it's just it a Minecraft video. It, They're playing Roblox. It's like three. It's like three, it's like it, I swear it's like three big YouTubers basically that play Roblox, and because it's family friendly or like like the Bacon just said, because it's cool, you know, it's all the what the young kids do. That's what they. That's what they want to. Pro- that's what they want to promote. And I'm just like, well, this is dumb. This is a family Roblox channel. I did not even know that was a thing that could exist but it does did teaching I? my children how to swim in roblox 
Good lord. Oh my god. That's actually just insane. <sighs> but yeah. There, there's the there's the five minute uh, little pre-show rant, I guess is what I'm going to call it. Where we're just going to talk about random BS. You know, back in my day. Because <laughs> you're not hip with it. it and, the, and the kids do, doesn't mean that Roblox is lame. Come on, come on, Alex. What the heck, man? You can't... You're not hip and cool? Come on, Yeah. Bro. Come on. I'm not cool enough for games like Roblox and Bug Snacks. <laughs> Those are for epic gamers, clearly. No, no. Let's get this straight here for one second here. You're right that... You're right that... Uh, Roblox is for epic gamers, but for god-tier gamers, Bug Snacks is for god-tier gamers and MLG players only. I shouldn't have mentioned that. That's yeah, yeah, you probably shouldn't have because you, you know what's going to happen yeah. now. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like we could start right there. Hello and welcome to another episode of That's Just Gamer Talk. Join with me as always. Tom Cruise can't lose. Hey, because I figured I actually let you do your own introduction for once instead of me just saying it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we, we talk video games on this thing. That's what is what we do. Video games, you know, the thing of, of video games, games of videos. I don't know. Sure, sure. We gotta, we'll get on with that. Uh, so a, a, as normal for this time, I feel like when you're between console generations, that there's not a whole lot to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah. But there was a few that I found or there was a few that I found that I was like, oh, this sounds interesting or things I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, one of the things was the um act the, uh, for the most recent quarter or I think it was the most fiscal quarter year or whatever. I think it was mm -hmm. for the the summer report um for Activision Blizzard. Uh they made 1.2 billion dollars on microtransactions alone number is absolutely insane for the whole yeah. total fiscal period uh they made 1.95 billion so you know you, you do a little bit of math and you realize that 7.5 million dollars of that was just them selling the game their games so, uh, like i i get why they do microtrends now like that's that's nuts but uh, i don't know it it's ins it, it, it's it's hard to, when you see numbers like these for a company like you know Activision and Bl Activision Blizzard and like EA to just be and... like why don't they cut out uh, microtransactions like well it's obvious why that's where they make their money man yeah over half their money over this fiscal period was was microtransactions like it's it, it's insane to me and I think you were talking before we started that like you know. I don't I don't particularly do microtransactions, especially if it's like just uh, cosmetics and stuff like that. You know, you said you didn't either, but I'm just yeah. like, so, but there clearly are people who are who are buying these microtransactions that are you that are that are doing this. So uh, uh, otherwise, they wouldn't be making the money. I think it's a lot less appealing now that the public's a lot like more aware, but they're clearly still working. Yeah. So, and then going back to something I think we I think we talked about last week was that, you know, Halo Infinite was going to have these microtransactions for that. And it's just like, 
it, it's not surprising considering that the multiplayer is going to be free to play. And looking at these numbers, like you can't tell me Microsoft's not looking at these numbers, going, "Yeah, this is exactly why we're going to be doing. We want we're doing this, especially if we're going to put the game out for free or the multiplayer out for free, not the single player. Yeah. You'll still have to purchase." But it, it's so it's so hard not to not to when you see numbers like that. It 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 almost be crazy to not like you, you don't see a big company especially doing like a free to play game without some form of microtransactions. Well, that well at that point you're just losing money. Yeah, it's like what what are you what are you doing? Clearly, clearly you you didn't feel like making money on your game. <laughs> so, and that's why. I honest and 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 microtransactions are I feel like we're obviously where uh you know the the idea of the rise of the free to play kind of happened you know, it was uh it was something that kind of popped in my head it was like before the idea of microtransactions there was no such thing as free to play really yeah like there were a few games I think out there but I they def there were they they were making no revenue I'm pretty I don't even know what those games would be I'm pretty sure that there were the there were at least a few um but it it i i don't want to say this is like seeing these numbers like every every game developer is going to be thinking that like thinking just like let's just do a free-to-play model and stuff like that it's where gotcha it's like where like gotcha games got literally get you that's why they call it gotcha um like I think that's part of the reason why Genshin Genshin Impact has been so popular is because it was, it's it's a free to play game that you don't need. Uh, but I know that one's a little differently, but it 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 almost incentivizes you to spend money to do it to like do more or get better stuff and whatnot in Genshin, whereas in like Halo Infinite, it's like oh, it's just all cosmetics and stuff like that. But people love cosmetics apparently. Yeah. I never really saw the appeal of customization of characters. I never really understood the idea of it. A lot of people, it can be a status thing. Like, um, what back in the day with Halo uh, 3 and Recon. And I can get the appeal of wanting to make your guy look really cool. Or, like, if you're playing Call of Duty Warzone or whatever, and you want to make your guy look like um, Hudson from the Call of Duty series, like, it's it's something that appeals to some people, and uh, a lot of people do use it as a status symbol. Some people just want to look cool and be like, "Hey, that skin looks rad. I want that." But... Yeah, but I kind of feel like like you were saying that it, like in in the in the original Halo Three to get some of those like it wasn't it to get the recon scene you needed to do some crazy really difficult thing in in the game. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, and you always see the, and you know, I feel like we always see these memes where it's just like, now it's like, oh, you know, back in like 2000 or whatever, you'd see this guy just like decked out in armor and shit like that. And they're like, oh man, this guy spent a lot of time. He's really good at the game. And now you say it right now. And now you see it right now. And it's just like, like oh man, he spent like a thousand dollars on that. I wonder how much they had to spend to get that skin. It's, it's pretty, foolishly seeking pretty ridiculous. And glory yeah. in this so I'm just like, of the damned. I'm just like what I'm just I, I just it's it's kind of frustrating to know that that's like I not all games are going to go free to play but I can't help but notice that some of the game some games have like they've gone to the 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 classic model where you know you buy the game for 
X amount of dollars, sixty dollars, forty dollars if it's like a forty anywhere from forty to like twenty dollars if it's an indie game or whatever. At that point, you're just not done paying for it, especially when it's something like a uh, like along the lines of Madden, where the main appeal of the game is uh, Ultimate Team, and oh yeah, you're just like buying card packs and shit to get like Matt fucking Madden FIFA. Oh yeah, those are huge things right there. When it comes to not only buying the game, but then my, buying microtransactions for the said game. Does Bug Snacks have microtransactions? You know, that's a good question. Probably uh, not. Bug Snacks uh, Snack is going to be free on PSN, so in a way, it is a microtransaction. Snaps. That, that's scary. Bug, Sna- Bug Snacks is going to be a free to play game. When's the Battle Royale mode going to come on for Bug Snacks? Oh, please, God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Bug Royale or something like that. The the, the snacks Royale. That the question is half a joke. Well, ba- battle so. snacks, battle snacks. Nailed it. I think I nailed that one. <laughs> but uh, where were they going again? Oh yeah, so games that started out the snacks snacks Royale. I like that. I like that. With cheese. With cheese. Gotta have the cheese part, otherwise it doesn't work out. Um. Oh yeah, so games that like went from, you know, this, the, the standard pay model to then go to free-to-play. We've seen a few of those games happen. Um, one of the games that I actually really enjoyed, and it was partially because it was still in, this one was still in early access, but do you ever play the game Battle Riot at all? I feel like I've heard about it. It was kind of like a... Uh, it was kind of like a, a League of Legends, but you take out all of the MOBA style of fighting, basically. But it's still like oh, top down yeah. and stuff like that. And it was a fight. It was a fighting yeah, arena game. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, so uh, that one went. That one initially was. I think it was. You bought it. It was in early access in its early days. You bought it for twenty dollars, and they gave you access to all the characters. And then later on, when the game. I mean, they already they already had intentions to going free to play, but then you could that that would get you all of the characters, no matter how, how many they released and so on and so forth. Um, so I feel like that was a game that kind of went from it didn't maybe it wasn't initially, but like the idea was to get it, buy it for twenty dollars, have all the characters, and then later they went free to play and so on and so forth. That one didn't fortunately Battle Royale didn't stick didn't really catch on, which is unfortunate, but. So it's exactly like Battleborn, is what you're saying? A little bit, a little bit, kind of like Evolve too, you know? Yeah. Like that one started out as a full sixty dollar game, and then it was just like, all right, free to play because we're gonna try and save our lives, and then it didn't work. No, it no almost never does. Yeah, there are a few times. There are a few like what was it? Uh, then we take the case of Rocket League, I guess though, where they it recently went- just went free to play after I think twenty. I think they were originally twenty dollars. I mean, I know like their first month or it two. Works spectacularly for Fortnite. I mean, they've started out free to play. They weren't. I'm talking the games I mean, that no, like the game was the game was a pay for game. Then oh they yeah, had, but the Royale mode made but that free to play. That's not the same game. Like the 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 original game of Fortnite was that you that you built fort you built a fort against zombies. That's why it's called Fortnite, and then survive. Yeah, stuff like that. Then they turned it into a battle royale mode because. No, that was all the rage back in the day. So, 
Yeah, I, I do see your point on that one, though. You're right. I kind of forgot about that. You, you know, I feel like Fortnite's trying to uh, scrub that from their history book, you know. That, like, <laughs> you ever feel like they're just kind of, like, trying, like, hey, you know, we have this other version of the game. Yeah, just wipe it from all of existence. <laughs> yeah. <basically. laughs> uh, man, that's really funny. Um, pace it, and then, like... And now any and speaking of Fortnite going to the going free to play as well, every battle royale it basically has to be a free to play because of games like Fortnite and stuff like that. And I'm just like it's silly. It it's, I get that people it want works, it does work and it's I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just cuz I don't like the 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 pay structure or just I and I know you don't have to pay for the game. It's all cosmetics and stuff like that. You can jump in, you can play. It literally affects nothing of the game for most for I think both Fortnite and like Apex Legends and I believe PUBG. So basically everything. Um But yeah. I just it's it's a little it's a little silly if you ask me, but I suppose so, but like you go where the money's made, man. It's that's how it works. I don't think this is in generally where the um, gaming market's going to go because clearly there's still a huge demand for single-player games. Oh, yeah. I do think in terms of uh, many multiplayer games, that's what we might be seeing. And pretty obvious when you look at games like Halo Infinite that um, are, in terms of like more mainstream games that are going to start, start trying out this model. I don't think anything like um, Battlefield or Call of Duty is going to be doing that because, well, there's still a big light almost fell there. Ah. Uh, uh, well, there's still a uh, a big demand for like campaigns on those games. It's nowhere near as big as something like Halo. But, yeah. Yeah. It... I, I doubt we'll be seeing like a mainstream multiplayer free-to-play mode in um, Cold War or anything like that. Yeah, I'd be hard pressed to see that because it it's and and you and you were talking about this earlier with like Madden and FIFA and stuff like that. Like you know those games have been you pay sixty dollars and then you probably end up putting it in like at least I don't know depending on how hard you go in that game at least a hundred I feel like for just buying players through loot boxes and stuff like that and it's. It it's, can sometimes be up to several hundred dollars, and oh, they're oh, yeah. not going to make that game free to play in any oh. way because people will still buy it every year. Yeah. Almost every year, it's a financial success. Everyone complains about it. Despite but... every review I've seen, I looked. I was looking at the past few like FIFA titles and their reviews. They have, they're they're absolute garbage, but they sell like hotcakes. And I'm just sitting here going, "How? Why? Why does this happen? How does this happen? Really? It, it's insane." Yeah, if you get, yeah, it, yeah, it can get very pricey in those games. I, my, I remember my brother was play. He played like an old Madden game. He never spent any money on it, but he was just telling me if I did, like, it it would be some insane number. And I'm like, don't do it. And he he knew better. Still knows better, but it's insane. It's ab- absolutely bonkers. microtrans yeah and and you know it's like i i look back when the first like free-to-play game i played what and that was like that was league of legends for me and 
yes, they had the skins for every character. And back then, I I was you know I was a broke college kid, stuff like that. I I didn't have money to spend on skins, but I really liked the game, so I obviously played a ton of that. But the problem with that game, and the problem what I I find I find with a lot of these games is that when you first get into the game, you don't own any characters basically, like. You don't own any characters you want to play, and I get that when you first start out a game, you don't know what kind of what kind of character you want. They want you to try a bunch, and obviously they have the the rotation, the champion rotation, to uh, the free rotation, so that way you can play every character that you can that week, and yeah. and stuff like that. But I can't help but feel like locking player, like locking characters behind, just like you forcing you to play the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, ah. it's shitty like I, I get it but people pay for them ultimately that's yeah with a lot of these companies ultimately money speaks and it and they're going to be going where the money is and where they'll be seeing the biggest returns from their investment and if they have to fuck over their players to do so they're going to do that like I'm not. I'm not gonna say I like it, but oh, it's, yeah. it's something that I absolutely understand from a business standpoint. Absolutely. Yeah, I just can't help but feel like you lose part of your part of a game for that, and that, and like you said, you know, they they'll sacrifice that because money speaks. But it just it just feels it just feels slimy. like slimy. Yeah, it just feels dumb and stupid stuff like that. That's kind of why I liked. Like I was talking, like I was talking battle right. Like you could put twenty dollars into the game, and you'd have access to every character in the game. I really like that yeah. because not only does it mean that you're supporting the game, but you're also getting to play every character and getting all future characters. So you don't have to spend your in-game money, and you could use your in-game money to spend on cosmetics. Now, clearly, we saw how we see how that one worked because battle right's no longer being developed. They've stopped all development on it. Unfortunately, servers are still up, but. There's definitely not enough, a lot of people playing the game nowadays. Which is quite unfortunate, because I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. But it just goes to show that, you, you know, you try and be nice to the, you try and be nice to players, and... That's what happens. You're just, like, I, you're just not profitable. Like, I'm in the same boat. Uh, one of the games I really wish was not shutting down... Um, uh, the, this December is is Battleborn because I've played through the main campaign a few times and I've really enjoyed it. It's another Gearbox campaign. It's fun. The critters are colorful and cool. I enjoy playing with all of them and in a few weeks I'm never going to be able to play it again. And it, it, it sucks. It really does. It's it's sad. Ever seen the amount of DLC for Train Simulator? No, but nope. I'm about to. I'm almost scared to. <laughs> Actually, scratch that. I'm really afraid to. <laughs> Train Simulator 2021. I'm sorry. Is that how much all of the DLC is together? Nine thousand seven hundred sixty-five dollars and forty-seven cents. What the? That is that. That can't. They can't be. That can't be right. There's no way. There's just no way. Well, there's 604 DLCs, and the cheapest one I can find is nine dollars. 
600 I'm sorry, 607? 604. Oh. That's a lot. <laughs> oh, holy crap. Yeah, that that's basically microtransactions in DLC form. Whew. Okay. Inter that very interesting. Did not know that. So, uh you'll be playing around $12,000 to get all the DLC for that game. That's. I mean, if you really like trains, trains, yeah, indeed. If you really like trains, that's your game. So, yeah. Uh, one one day, maybe microtransactions will be un under. Uh... <laughs> From what I can tell, it's basically people send up. <laughs> I, I suppose so, but yeah, couldn't I couldn't even think of spending that much on a on a game, even if you no, were to buy sure. everything, even if you were to buy everything, that insane amount. It's, it's... What was that other game that I remember came out? Um, that that just went really Dead or Alive Five. How much Dead or Alive Six? There we go. I think I think like if you just wanted to change your players, um, oh yep. Mm-hmm. So let's do some math. See how much all this costs. Yay, maths! I feel like I should put on some like music or something like that, waiting in anticipation, like a drum roll or something. I feel like I, I feel like I need like a drum roll right now. <laughs> so that, that's the number of DLCs. That's the most common price. Well, actually, and then do that. Oh so do you all the DLC for Dead or Alive Six? It'd be around fifteen hundred dollars. No wait, uh, one thousand five hundred. Sorry. Wait, yeah, that's that's fifteen hundred. Yeah, you're right. That's fifteen hundred. Crazy, insane. Couldn't imagine. Could 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 not imagine. <laughs> is is nuts. Is that? It's all it is. <laughs> I mean, oh wait. <laughs> It's for the free to play. Oh, good. I I can't tell. Like, there's an inst uh, install button right there. Right underneath it, it says "Buy Dead or Alive Six, sixty dollars." Well, is there like a demo you could play? I it doesn't. It's not called a demo. Interesting. So that it, it's not like a free like a free weekend or something. Even though it's like midweek or something like that. There's not like a like a free week or something like that. It's called Dead or Alive Six Core Fighters. What the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> Who the hell knows at this point? But uh, yeah, uh, I don't. I don't have a good transition for this next one. But getting off free to play, uh, <laughs> we could talk. Uh, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the Gearbox reveals their new uh, arms race mode for uh, Borderlands Three. And uh, I think, personally, I think it'll be fun. I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Now, is it the Battle Royale killer? 
Is is it no. the, is it the killer no. of the battle royale genre? Hell no. 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 It, it, it just I they way overhyped this one. And to no to no surprise. They just wanted to get people excited for Borderlands. So they this is it's part of their DLC pack 2. Um because they're putting on another DLC pack for a big surprise there. Um which basically if you've ever played Division and you ever went into like the their uh multiplayer their pvp uh area the dark zone that's pretty much what it is it's basically you go in there you fight you go in there with like four people up to four people and you basically fight your way to boss the boss is guaranteed to drop a new legendary or loot from the new the new dlc uh and after you beat the boss you have to extract one of your loot basically and take it so that you can take it over into your main game now the difference being anything like the dark zone but okay what do you mean it doesn't sound like dark zone maybe maybe it's because i just haven't played division two but that's uh, the dark zone was just an area of the online map where where players could go and um do something called become rogue which would mean you would kill other players and steal their loot and but you have so isn't isn't there like M, isn't there like NPCs you could kill in the dark zone though that would drop like this really big loot and stuff like that and then sort of like that wasn't real of the really the appeal of the dark zone though it was more of a PVP rather than a PVE area it, yeah I understand that but really it's basically it's basically PvP. taking the concept from PVP to PVE basically was how okay. I how I basically I basically took it as um so yeah you you do that you fight the boss you extract your loot and stuff like that and it's not like it's not like the dark zone again you're not going to get jumped by another by another group basically as well there's not it sounds like it's it's you and these four people and then you beat the boss you extract your gun and you call that a day now you drop in with nothing as where in division you want to be you want to go into the dark zone with the best gear you possibly can at the time because you want to be able to survive against other players in this one, it's it basically adds a good amount of replayability to the game. It's something that I feel like uh, a lot of these looter games tend to tend to uh, have. It, it base uh, have problems with is that uh, you you know you you play you play the game, you get your you get your character to max level, and then you basically grind out the best gear you can find, and after that, you've got nothing. You got nothing to do. You wait until the next uh, content update, basically, or you start another character or whatever. <laughs> so I think this is this is like a good move for them to try and ha- add some replayability to the game, because every time you drop in, you're going to have a different set of guns You're and you're going to have to adapt on the fly. Yeah, which sounds I, like I, a lot I, of fun. I think it'll be fun. I'm not again. It, I don't think it's at all going to be like a battle royale killer or whatever the fuck they want it to be. No. But, but if you if you enjoy if you enjoy uh, Borderlands, you'll probably be playing this one because it's it sounds like a lot of fun and not just like you go in with your best gear and you just just destroy everything. It 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 reminds me of like when you first start out the game and you're trying to like figure out what's good and what's not good and stuff like that. It's actually going to take knowledge of the game and understanding of your guns stuff like that and i and i think that could make the game a lot of fun make the game a lot of fun because currently as it sits you basically just you copy this thing and you just melt things and it's a little 
just it, 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 in the end you're just like wondering what you're what what's the point after you get your gear to the max you can yeah so you get the best anointment you could get like the best anointment for your gun and then you're done for that you're done looking for that gun and then it's just like then they'll do some changes on some other guns and you're like oh that's pretty good now and you go do that and i'm just like i feel like it's a problem that a lot of games like looter games have like destiny and uh i know what was it people were saying the marvel avengers game isn't worth even grind out or whatever um it's really not yeah so it's just like and I, I I don't know. Destiny might have have the, all these intricacies. I know they have light level along with your actual level and stuff like that. So there's a lot more there's to grind. A there's a lot more you to grind than just than than the Borderlands. But plus they're pretty pretty focused on adding new legendaries pretty much pretty much constantly, which is which is nice. Oh yeah, I've I've found that they keep a pretty constant base of uh, of new content or new legendaries rolling out every good amount of time it's like I'll, I'll play the game for a while after new content comes out and then i'll kind of just like all right i've got the gear i want and we you know we grind out what are we thinking what we what the general consensus are the best legendaries for a certain build yeah and so yeah and also what's really fun about what well, for arms race is they're also giving each of the vault hunters a new uh skill tree to go off of so people's might be going crazy with some of these builds and stuff like that. They, I know they've already been kind of shown off and some of the bigger players for Borderlands that make all these like uh, guides and builds and stuff like that that people uh, copy and stuff like that have already done some playtesting with them and, and kind of do what they think is best and sort of thing. But I actually think that there are, especially for um, the character Zane, his, his new skill tree is kind of like... Uh, it's very much like focused on hitting crits and uh, doing with and uh, using snipers and stuff like that. Snipers are probably the worst gun in Borderlands Three, like the worst, the worst yeah. type of gun, just because the low mag capacity and the low amount of damage. But he has an ability that's like it. It's uh, similar to I think uh, an ability in Borderlands Two, um, where you can you're if you hit a crit. It pierces through the enemy and then adds like forty percent damage onto that bullet. Damn. So if you, it's one of those things where if you set it up, you can one shot bosses with it. The problem is you have to you have to really set it up. And I think yeah. it might not be the best build ever, but I think it could be fun. Yeah. So it at least adds some new things to these characters and stuff like that uh which will be fun to experiment and play around with so yeah definitely not i would definitely wouldn't say the battle royale killer though hell no um well there was other, there was one other thing i saw or i guess i was talking to um somebody else with about uh was kind of like these popular like we see we've seen we've seen three three uh games pop up recently that i oftentimes wonder are they going to stay relevant we've seen phasmophobia um fall guys and among us all become really popular over these past few months and stuff like that yeah. i think it kind of started with fall guys and it's kind of 
spurned this kind whole thing. Snowballed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's kind of spurned this whole thing. And I, I look at the longevity of these games, and I ask myself, are they long? Are, do you think like do you think any of these games could stick around for like the long haul type deal? Like, will these games stick as popular as they have been? Mm-hmm. So I think personally, um, that. Uh, the only one of those three that can that would probably stick and be very popular would probably still be Among Us, just because. Yeah, I, of, I completely agree. Of the simplicity of the game and people just being able to play with one another as the game. Um, so on. It has a very, it, it has a very satisfying and simple um, gameplay loop to the point where it's almost board game like, and I think that appeals to a lot of people. Oh yeah, especially because like, especially in this quarantine time when you're not like, you know, I can't just go to somebody else's house and play a board game with them. So when yeah. you say it's like a very board game mask, you're you're entirely you're entirely right. Um, which reminds me that other people have been like suggesting. I was like, oh, you know, if you like Among Us, you could try all these other games that are similar to it. And then there, and I think there, I think there's a reason why none of them have really taken off, despite being so similar to Among Us is like i said the simplicity people just like how simple the game is but at the same time still gives a good opportunity for for the imposters to win and it gives you plenty of tools for the innocents to win as well um afterwards you have you know with being being able to win you don't have to necessarily find who the imposters are if you can complete all your tasks before the imposters have wiped out uh as as many people as they need to win you can win that way too. And so that really puts a time clock on to the imposters. So I, I think it's also just a straight balancing. I think it's actually quite good in Among Us in such a simple concept as it is. Like it's still, yeah. you still have, like you've got venting as the imposter so you can kind of get away with, oh, you know, body was down bottom right next to like navigation or electrical or something like that. I don't know the layout for the ships or anything like that, but um then you can vent up to like top top right or whatever, and you're like, no, 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 I wasn't anywhere near the body. I, this person saw me like near weapons or something like that, and it, it it's that little little itty bitty bit. And I think it's people just like lying to their friends, like they're just like, I can't tell you how many times in like uh, let's plays or videos I see where people just like killing somebody else in front of the other person. The, them, them instantly in, uh, reporting in the, themselves and, and just like, you did it! You did it! It was you! I know it was you! <laughs> and it's it's just really fun. It's an overall just really fun concept. Yeah. So I gotta ask you, 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 you think... or well, Hold on, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, you don't believe um, Phasmophobia and um, uh, Fall Guys are gonna hold the same longevity. Uh, why don't why is that i think if anything fall guys could could um i just think that a lot it's lost a lot of luster at this point it's definitely at one of the top like when it first came out it was the like the top game and stuff like that like you always saw it near like the top like there was a ton of people streaming it there was a ton of people watching it type deal and ever since season two kind of happened it's just not the same following and i guess maybe it's because it's Everyone's like blaming, oh, it's Among Us, Among Us' fault. And I'm like, no, it's really not. If if anything, it's just the game. 
like everyone's just like saying the, the game got easier as people played it because they got used to the the courses and whatnot so at some point you're just you're replaying the same games over and over and over and over and over and yeah now they add variations where there's like hammers and stuff like that there's new game modes now which help makes the game and i'm not saying like you don't still see a ton of people watching it or seeing it it's just it's not anywhere near what it was well that goes for a lot of games i think but Oh yeah, I think it's definitely fallen fallen to where it initially thought it was going to end up being in the end. Is that because mm -hmm. um, e even the uh, Fall Guys uh, devs thought, man, this is an insane amount of people playing this game, and clearly the servers at the start were not keeping up with the amount of players. They no. they, they had tons of server issues. So I I think it's kind of fallen in its little. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have the same replayability exactly. Um, so it's kind of fallen in its into its own little like uh, subcategory that has a really dedicated following to it. Yeah, exactly. It it found its it found what the people it was originally going it was originally going for. It it kind of fell where it wanted to be, where it was where they thought it was going to be by the end of it. It fell there. Yeah, you're right. Because fell guys, fall guys, exactly. So there's that. Um, Partially why I don't think Phasmophobia will stick around is because it's as much of a I love the concept of Phasmophobia. I, I I absolutely I absolutely love it. I, I love anything with proximity chat. It's also yeah. why I kinda like the idea of Among Us. So like especially the way people playing it. I know like I, I know in the game you don't uh you don't talk to one another like you do in like Phasmophobia in that game. But people yeah. are playing it like that. Yeah, seasonal trend that would be cool. Yeah, phasmophobia. Um, but people are treating it like that. You, you you see everyone playing, and they're like, you know, they mute up or deafen or whatever during when they're doing tasks and stuff like that. And then when a meeting is called or a dead body is found, they unmute and they discuss. Yeah, it is, it is a little hard. I mean, you could add different variations um, to the different go for like different ghosts and stuff like that, but. Problem is, it's a ghost hunting game, and yeah, it's it's the end of it. You know, we're done with October now. We're moving into November, and especially with all these games, like there's a ton. Like you got the new consoles coming out next week. You got the tons of games for it coming out as well. It, it it's just gonna fall to the wayside. But when it comes to Phasmophobia too, it's like I feel like it's. Phasmophobia is a kind of game that I think we've seen come and go plenty of times. They These games still have very dedicated followings, but it seems like one of those games that people are obsessed over for a very small amount of time, and then it just hits the backlog of history at some point. Yep. If that, if that makes any sense. Thank you. It's just like it kind of was like it's in the forefront now because of the like you said the seasonal stuff and whatnot. Like, you know, like we've been I, saying. I think it's a mix of um, quarantine and it being Halloween. Basically, is what helped boots that game a lot. I think that can be the same for ever like for Fall Guys and for Among Us. Pretty much is that it. The quarantine is like people are looking for things to do or play or whatever and that. So they're looking deep into like Steam and stuff like that. And or uh, I mean I, I mean I agree, but like I'm saying, like with these games, I think uh, 
out of all of them, like Among Us has the most longevity. I think um, Fall Guys is going to retain a bigger player base. In many ways, Phasmophobia just seems a bit more niche than a lot of these games, than these other games do, which, which is fine. Like it's gonna have its it's gonna have its audience, but without like those specific factors, I wouldn't say it would it would have grown as much as it did. I'm not trying to, you know, be dickish to the devs or whatever, but that's just the impressions that I'm getting. The the dev of Phasmophobia, he, he it's literally like a, a studio made up of one person that made this game. So and he continues oh, to be yeah. the only person making this game. I don't remember what his name was, but I was just like, I think the fact is that this game blew up to what it did. I'm like, if you're a one man team right now, like good for you, man. Like seriously, like holy crap, like that's really good. It and it's a really and again it's it's another kind of pretty simple concept. But yeah, yeah, that's like trying to find each little thing of the ghost and stuff like that, using all the different equipment and figuring out which is which. But it is pretty intricate. But at the same time, it's very simple. You know, it, it's very much just like okay, is the ghost interacting with this? Okay, well if it's that, then here's here's uh, one thing of that. And once you get down to like two of the evidence then you can basically determine whether or not it's between one or two things or like two or yeah. three two or three ghosts and then you just pay you basically take and some people and some people love it i know there was uh i was listening to i was listening to the rt podcast and they had um cole he's one of the uh i think he's one of the three uh, artists for behind ruby and he within a month of playing Phasmophobia, he put 146 hours into the game because he just loved the concept and he loved the idea of it and stuff like that and continues to play it to this day. But holy crap, the game's not even been out for a month and you put 146 hours into it, bro. <laughs> On top of that, I was like, Ruby's coming out soon. Uh, the, the new volume of Ruby's coming out soon. So they definitely had their work cut out for them this like past month as well. Just to make sure that everything's animated correctly. Absolutely. So it's just like, and then he had that much time to put that much, that many hours into the game is probably like all he played. Probably, yeah. Played you all. So, yeah, with the question of between those, between those three, it we've only ever seen one other like spooky game end up being like a. Uh, game that's played pretty consistently is like that's like dead by daylight it, yeah and so, and that one's more of like <laughs> going back to evolve that's like the it's the what do they call it the it's like wearing uneven teams and stuff like that what is it called again i, I mean part of dead by daylight is unique in the sense that it, there's just so much that's going on for it uh like it get so many updates pretty consistently like we got the silent hill one recently we just got a brand new one like just a few months ago yep they're constantly adding new killers with different mechanics and in, in them uh, plus when you uh factor in the, the fact like um this game was given away on psn and it's part of game pass oh yeah people have more than enough ways to access it oh yeah so that's definitely a good way and stuff like that. Not, and, oh, I mean, I, even Phasmophobia is only like 13 bucks, which is not bad at all. 
Yeah. Huh. Five Nights at Freddy's, just rainbows and unicorns, indeed. You know, it's not a scary game or anything like that. It's just just a bunch of babies that can't handle jump scares. That was a pretty cool, big cultural phenomenon for a while. Yeah. But I think I think the first game was like where it just like kind of took off, and then everyone's like, oh, there's a Five Nights at Freddy's 2. Played it and then realized it was about the same and kind of fell off yeah. again. Don't worry, Matt Pat's already got his uh, next next video ready for the for the for the new, <laughs> for, the new for the, the for the new game. Five Nights at Freddy's game that's gonna be on the play, PlayStation Five. Woo! Is it just him still, or are there other people making this game now? I mean, there's plenty of people still like trying to figure out the lore and stuff like that of the game, and but not, know, he's but he, he, he's just the most noteworthy of the of the, of them all. I feel like. No, is Scott Cawthon's up still just like the sole developer of these games? Pretty much, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's and Fuck. and he has said that Matt Pat has gotten close to identify the truth. He's not entirely right, but he's damn near close, is what he said. So <laughs> I think I think it's that part of him. He he's just baiting. He's just baiting him to, to make more and talk about it more. You know, he, he's just like, yeah. you're, you're close, but you just missed one little thing. And MadPat's like going there, what did I miss? And he's literally going through every little thing in the game, in every game, and trying to figure out what it is. I, I think he's running himself ragged as a result of it. Uh, five Nights at Fridays. I'm like, I... I I was like, him and Markiplier were a big factor as to why those games blew up. I mean, I, I mean, like, give Five Nights at Freddy's some credit. Like, that game helped boost their channels oh, massively. Hell like, yeah. I am curious. How much does that original Five Nights at Freddy's video, how, how many views does it have on Markiplier's channel? Oh, on Markiplier's channel? <laughs> a lot, probably. I know I went to rewatch it a few times. Uh, yeah. Somewhat, and I was just like, because I thought it was just, It's just like, you know, we all look at it now and we like go, oh man, we were scared of this game. And like at the time, it was kind of scary, you know? <laughs> it has 86 million views on 86 it. 86 million views. That is insane. That is not so. So, so like pretty much every single one of his, one of his subscribers have at least seen that video three times. My God, that's insane. Dear God. Oh. You know what game really boosted like Markiplier and uh PewDiePie and stuff like that? Though? And he has a total of eighty five Five Nights at Freddy's videos. Matt Pat does? No, uh Markiplier oh, does. Sh- oh man. Didn't know that. I'm, I, and I was you're like... gonna You're gonna fucking say Amnesia, right? I was gonna say Amnesia the Dark Descent. Yep. And so many uh stories on there. So so many like I feel like big like big icons like Markiplier and PewDiePie and and stuff like that all kind of came out of like the popularity that was Amnesia: The Dark Descent back in the day, basically, and a few other a few other like horror games and stuff like that because people just like seeing the, the person just get scared and jump. <laughs> it's pretty much what it was though. It, it's just like yeah, they had like a 
each one of them had like a personality or whatever and stuff like that that in and that they kind of gravitated towards but at the same time it's like who didn't love when ever pewdiepie whenever he got scared he'd knock over his webcam and, st and stuff like that and it was just like that 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 that's how he that's how he got big yeah it's really interesting to think about like how these channels have evolved like in many ways markiplier still do the he's still doing kind of the exact same things that he has been doing like he still has his three scary games series but he has unos honest now and he has all these other big projects and he does all these different things for charity you know he have uh pewdiepie pewdiepie that's basically a glorified um commentary channel yeah, I, I have to say it's been many years since I watched PewDiePie's content, so I wouldn't really know how it's like these days. But I can imagine. Seen it? Oh, is that, that's his... Uh, okay, I, I, know, I know what that is now. Um, it ends next week, and the entire channel is going to be deleted. Really? Fuck me. Well, yeah, that's the whole point of that channel. It's the idea that nothing lasts forever, so they've been uploading every single day for a year. And um, at the end of that year, the channel's going to be deleted. All, every Everything, the every, every video, channel itself, all those used down the toilet, gone. Didn't, didn't PewDiePie, like, one time, didn't he say, like, when he was, like, the, it was, like, the battle of, like, the battle between him and T-Series for, like, the most subscribed channel on YouTube? Did he say like if he lose that channel and challenge after like some point that he was going to like delete his whole channel? No, I. He said that, and then he did it as a meme where he, where he made like a PewDiePie two account and then deleted that. And I'm just like, God damn it, <laughs> fucking memester. But I remember that was like the big freak out not too long ago. I was just like, what? He's never deleting his channel. That's, that'd just be straight up dumb. Just, yeah. <sighs> pulling in tens of millions of views by the day. It's insane. I, it's weird because it's like I never watched PewDiePie's channel anymore, but I guess he's just been kind of adjusting to the times, you know? People come and go all the time. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much just like, he's like, yeah, you know, probably lose a bunch of people, but they're always just like, yeah, there's still have like millions of people watching me. What, what do I care? <laughs> uh, I don't know. At some point, it, it, it came down to, I think it was when, oh, God, I think it was when the YouTube algorithm was like, no videos longer than like 10 minutes at a time were like, not getting as viewed as like things that were that were like a half hour long and so yeah. he would do three videos a day type deal and it would be like happy wheels some amnesia thing and then some random bullshit thing and stuff like that and it, it kind of just lost his he kind of just like lost like his like desire to play games or his enjoyment to play games i guess and and that was when he kind of lost me. I was just like, okay, you're, not, you're clearly not enjoying the game and stuff like that, and you're just making stupid little jokes that aren't funny, so... Yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. Where I haven't felt that way with Mark. I think he clearly he really does enjoy uh, what he's doing, and and he plays what he wants to play rather than just sticking to certain things. 
like you were talking about the yeah he still keeps up with like a series like the three scary games and stuff like that um but i think he, he's still in, he, he's doing what he enjoys and i and i appreciate that because i think that when you're because I'm, I'm of the philosophy that if you're having fun people watching you are having fun yeah Man, when did we turn the when did we turn this in? Is uh, let's critique Markiplier and PewDiePie segment of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Natural <laughs> transitions, bro. That's true. That 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 is what happened there. I mean, do we have anything else to talk about? Things have been weirdly quiet leading up to the release of the next gen. <laughs> don't lose your lights now. <laughs> now let's talk about the most important things that slap the bacon. Oh. What's the most important thing? I want to hear this most important thing now. He's gonna say bug snacks, isn't he? Yeah. yeah he's gonna say, he's gonna say bug snacks. Dude, Diet Coke. What, what's going on? Are we talking Tab? <laughs> Dude, Tab is gone. Tab's gonna go bye bye. Oh, is it actually? Yep. They're just. I think oh. they just. I don't know if they discontinued it now or if they're about to. But I know it's. But I, I know it's. I know it's a thing that's going to be gone in, in the, the near future or now. So, I don't know what you've been playing for games recently. What I've been playing for games recently. Yeah. Uh, Doom Eternal, fucking Crash Bandicoot. Doom Eternal. Or... That just had a. That just had a DLC go on, come out recently, right? Yeah, the Ancient Gods. Ancient gods, yeah. Music, music's worse, but the gameplay's still same great shit. Wasn't wasn't there something leading up into Doom Eternal that uh, with the with the music, like with the people who composed the music for that, wasn't there some drama that went down with that? Yeah, they uh, they had a falling out, and he's no longer with them anymore, which sucks. It, you know, the music was was great in Doom Eternal, but what happens i guess i mean I, i'm not gonna let it bother me too much like it's gonna be hard to replace him but the reason i love doom eternal as much as i do is because the gameplay is like god tier it looks pretty tight it looks like it's a, it's pretty tough but oh, uh oh so good but it but looks like, very fun like and like an hour maybe two hours into the game it becomes muscle memory. You look at it and you th just think, "Oh, that's that's a lot," but but believe me, it's it's so good. Oh yeah. Did it come out and have both DLCs back to back? That's that, that sounds like a good time. Waiting for the Ancient Gods Part Two. Yeah, yeah, I saw people. I saw people going back to Doom Eternal, and I was just like, "Oh, why are they going back to Doom Eternal?" And then I realized, and then I found out that the uh, DLC just came out for that, and I'm like, "Oh, that'd be why." I know there are people who literally want to go back through and play the game again to to get ready for, and then go or then go straight into the ancient gods. So, yeah, gotta be uh, gotta finish that Ultra Nightmare mode, bro. Oh God, you're not a true Doom player if you haven't beaten the game on Ultra Nightmare. Is that where you like you get hit by one little bullet and there goes your entire health bar? Yep. <laughs> It's like here, let me just hit you with this tiny little little like pea shot. Beep. All right, now you're dead. <laughs> just a little little thing. Yep. Taking down Doom Slayer. <sighs> One of these days, I'll actually get, maybe get around to playing Doom. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll play it together. How about that? Does, does Doom have co-op? 
Huh? Is the like Doom Eternal, does that have co-op? I wish it did. That God, so could you imagine? Fun. On top of that, there's permadeath in Ultra Nightmare. Yep, I forgot a There's permadeath in Ultra Nightmare? Yep, you you die once, you start the entire game all over again. Holy <laughs> Oh my god. I, uh, I wanted to play it after I watched um Lawrence play it on stream. It's just like it, it looks fucking terrible. I could just, I, I just couldn't imagine going into like the final boss and and you die at the final boss. Restart the whole campaign. I, speed speed runs for Doom Eternal are so are so good. The game can oh, be yeah. beaten in like four hours. Oh yeah, I, I think I think I think uh, they had uh, uh, they had Doom Eternal at the most recent uh, GDQ. Um, don't think I watched all of it because I I think I had to go to work, but um. I remember seeing the first part of it and going, holy, I can't even tell what's happening in screen, but they clearly know what's happening. <laughs> like, it, they were moving so fast. <laughs> it is insane. It's like, I know that game is fast action, like, and like, you really have to, like, really just keep moving in that game, but holy shit, that was insane. Glitch just runs where it's at, I believe it. Yeah. I uh I was just like I I think I was telling you about this earlier. I was like I just felt like no desire to really play games like like these times. I I literally have sat in my Steam library. I think on Saturday and just going like, what do I want to play? What do I want to do? And stuff like that. And so I was just like, eh. So I, and I just ended up going on Twitch and found Jeremy Dooley playing some uh, Jack Three, and I was instantly reminded. The Jack Daxter uh, trilogy is on PS4, and I'm like, I want to play that now, and and I was just like, I want to do that. I want to play through all those games again. I can do it within like, I guarantee I could probably do it in like six to eight hours. I could probably beat all those games, and oh, wow. and and I will. And I, and I, bro, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I had three game. I had three games I'd always play. And it was Jack. It was Jack and Daxter Precursor Legacy, Jack Three, I had Ratchet and Clank going Commando, Ratchet, or Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. Any of those games, basically, and that's what I played for that night. And oh, Jack, it's if you've never played Jack and Daxter, they're fucking phenomenal games. Um, it oh god, but it was just like I at one point I remember I had. I, I I could basically speed run Jack and Daxter: The Precursor Legacy in uh, in like two hours. That was how much I had it down to a science. Damn. I was just like, man, I could speed run this game, but now I, I go back now and I I could not remember what I was doing. <laughs> it hit me on that nostalgia trip. Is this the, is this the part where we feel old again? I suppose so. In a way, like. <laughs> It's not that old because a lot of these old franchises are coming back. Like just this next year, we've talked about it before. Ratchet and Clank are getting a sequel. We're finally getting another Sackboy game after all this time, and we're getting uh, fucking uh, Psychonauts two. Now we just need a sequel to Cocker's Bad Fur Day and fucking Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. And then uh, why not just throw another Jack? I know there was a bunch of games after uh, Jack Three, but they weren't and they weren't any good. Yeah, shout out to Jack and uh, Jack uh, Jack Combat Racing. 
<laughs> if you, that that game was awful. Uh, but it was it's it's just like just one little sequel might be might be useful or like might be really fun. No, I'll just sit there with. Uh, it's really funny to see how those games kind of, especially the Jack series, kind of start like where it started to where it ended. It's like yeah. it was very much like a old school type. Well, it was kind of like a spiritual type uh, thing where it was like you use your bare fist to fight and en- to fight enemies along with like eco and stuff like that. It's to the end of the into Jack Three where you're using guns and riding in in car and like these muscle cars basically around a desert <laughs> we basically meant we basically went mad max on him <laughs> it's a weird transition it was a very weird transition uh because from jack one to jack two where it where it goes like very much like to like small little villages with no technology with very little technology to like this big ass city that is all technology with flying cars and everything like that and i'm just like what the heck just happened? <sighs> Something that's missing from the games industry more day, nowadays. It's so I hate I hate saying it, but it's so predictable. Everything I feel like, like you you look at you look back at these games that had just like such out there creative ideas, and they did so much cool different stuff and. Now everything is either like a dark and gritty first-person shooter or some generic 3D platformer. It's it's sad, man. I feel like it's obviously not, but there are times where I feel like the game industry is losing that creative edge that they used to have. People aren't as willing to try new stuff anymore. Yeah, I I feel you on that front because um, that's why I always like highlighting games with interesting. Um, interesting mechanics or interesting plot points or something like that. Um, game that I know I've definitely talked about on this on this podcast is the game For Honor, and although it's like it's a fighting game, but in essence it was a newer style fighting game where it was the, with the, the with the three different stances and stuff like that. It was something I hadn't seen before, and I thought was very interesting and could. And could uh, lead to very uh, uh, cool fights and stuff like that because you fight differently. It's not just like it wasn't like your standard every like standard uh, fighting game where you know you have one block button it blocks everything. You can fake people out and really get in their head and stuff like that. And that's what made it very interesting and fun. And a game that kind of felt into that same idea was uh, Absolver. You ever remember that? Remember that game? It was same type of presence where it was it had three uh angles that you could block block and attack from but also had a force stance and the mechanics for of it were actually quite similar but also different at the same time and i felt like this is like that was when it got very creative and and stuff like that um i i clearly i i want to think that the game i don't even know if i'd say it failed but it was like in essence it did fail because initially it was just like it had so many problems in it. But I wouldn't say it failed because it had uh, an interesting interesting mechanics or anything like that. It just had so many glitches yeah. and so many balancing problems. And 
launching with no servers and having peer-to-peer uh, peer uh, peer uh, servers just was a disaster. I don't know what Ubisoft was thinking. But I, I do, I do get what you're feeling, uh, what you're thinking. Like um, that games just don't feel like they're wanting to take that risk or do anything differently because they're just trying to copy things all too often. Um, but at the same time, I'd also argue that there are a lot of games that are also trying new things um, uh, with using similar uh, mechanics and stuff like that. Um, like I'll, I'll use another example: Darkest Dungeon. Um, they had it was you know the turn-based dungeon crawler oh big surprise now you add in a third layer to it with the stress factor and the game opens up like crazy because you not only have to worry about your health of your units but you also have to worry about the stress of your units and health is easily um restored stress is not I get you. so Overall, would I say that the... I, I, I would say yes, I agree with you, but at the same time, there are still interesting things, interesting um, new takes and uh, stories and everything and that is just not as common as it was back. And, and it's also because I think there are so many games around these days that everything just kind of feels... Eh, or back at... Where, like 20 years ago, like not everything in the gaming industry was done, so people tried these new and different things. Yeah. I, I suppose so. It's just when you go back and you look at all the creative ideas that people used to have, and uh, like the premise behind games like Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank, and just the idea of having a game based around a summer camp for psychics. Like, I I heard that and I was it, it immediately appealed to me and I just don't see many concepts like that coming out anymore. Now it's fully plausible that those are just like um buried beneath this huge amount of like shovelware that's coming out or games that seem all similar. I, I, I get games that like are trying new things are coming out. It just doesn't seem to be as common or as out there as they used to be. They're just not getting as big as, you know, like these games that are all very similar to one another. Like, yeah, some of the so like, like all like all the games I mentioned kind of fell either fell into obscurity or are still just like indie games. So nothing like big AAA games. Nothing that really stands out there as too too different or anything like that. Which is kind of sad. Have you ever heard of the game uh, The Return of Obra Dinn? I have heard of it. I've never played it. That, that game, the year that it came out, was probably the best game I've played all that year. Yeah, the only thing beaten out by... Uh, I can't remember, but it was this other isometric uh, indie exploration game, and it's... It's like... That's where the creative creativity in the industry is mostly at like when whenever i go there i always see some really cool new i new idea that i that i never would have even thought of before like um another good one from this year is uh bpm bullets per minute where uh have you heard have you heard of that one yep i have 
Yeah, never played it, where, just I've heard of it. Where all your actions basically have to be based around like uh, a certain song or beat, kind of like Crypto the Necrodancer, but a uh, first-person shooter. Never ever would have thought that anything like that could work, and the gameplay is absolutely phenomenal. Nice. Yeah. I, I wish we would start seeing some... Yeah. more stuff like this from the uh mainstream industry but you know what are you what are you gonna do well and then you know with technology now getting better i i wonder if that will also be a case where maybe maybe that you'll see some you'll see some big industry try and push the envelope with technology and do something wild and crazy and stuff like that i'm not creative enough to know what that thing would be but I guarantee you somebody out there is that creative and will do it. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Same. There's so there's so many creative people in in this world that I I couldn't imagine not that some some big company not giving them a shot at some point, you know? I I wouldn't say that, but uh not not in the creative people thing, but just big industries giving them a chance. I yeah, that's a whole nother conversation that we can have some other week, though. Or just like them, somebody saying yes to them. You know what I mean? So like, whether or not it's a big game or an indie game or something like that. I get that. So, point is, is something that gets some traction that is just over the top, which would sound really cool. Just like, like, like hell like fall guys and stuff like that like you were talking is like that little simple uh idea of a game and stuff like that yes it's like a battle royale but it's a different version of a battle royale type deal where it's not so much you you know you you take guns and you shoot people it's you play games and you know you have to finish within a certain or you're knocked out that's what i'm really hoping for like i i hope games like phasmophobia fall guys and all these other games are going to serve as examples to these companies that people didn't pick up Battle Royale but because like it was this shiny new thing and it was a magic key to success. It's because it was new and it was exciting and these smaller concepts with really uh, tight creative ideas is are things that can appeal to larger, more mainstream audiences. I'm not going to hold out too much hope, but I'll hold out some hope that the they'll see the value in some of these more wacky ideas. I don't know. Yeah. I I do think I do think we'll hit a point where I think where, it's good to keep hopeful for the future. Yeah, even, I do. Even I, when you have no reason to. Bug snacks, stop. I I do think we will hit a point where everyone's just going to be kind of like sick of mainstream games and eventually uh, we'll look towards different style of games, and the AAA studios are going to have to, at some point, uh, switch up their tactics, or just some, or just uh, switch up their types of games in a way, while still keeping their old stuff. Like keeping their old stuff, if they want to do that, that's fine. I guess they'll probably die, the liver die by that. But at some point, that I feel like one, of, someone is going to say, "All right, you know, we got to stick out somehow." Yeah. How long that will take, I have no idea. But I feel like at some point it's bound to happen. 
<sighs> so yeah. I say that's a good spot to end it right there. I don't know about you. Yeah, sounds good to me. About an hour fifteen ish. Want to get scared? We can play some spooks. Uh, before that, you know, Tom Cruise can't lose. Where can they find you if they want to see more of your content? Uh, right here on Twitch, where I'm going to be uh, playing some Phasmophobia with my boy. Yeah. Also, see if. Uh... Uh, Slides of Bacon, did you want to get in on this too? Because I know you, I know you talked about it last week. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be it for the podcast today. Thank you all so much for watching, listening. We're gonna we're gonna transition to some uh, phobia, phasmophobia, phobia. Did I just say phobia? Phasmophobia. Yep. <laughs> yes, I'm just scared. 